0: Hello, Robert. How's it going? Oh, not too bad, Hugo. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, it's great to be back on SVGA, of course.
1: Uh, it's really fantastic, and uh, we got a fun one today, I think.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's been a while. The last episode is from January, I think. Uh, episode number 20 on StarCraft.
1: Uh, well, you know, we we like to keep a pretty lax schedule. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But the the, the funny the, the good thing about this kind of content is that the game the games that we talk about they don't disappear. Usually they don't disappear. We don't choose stuff so obscure that the last copy is gonna get blown out of the sky or just someone just gonna tr- throw the, 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 the disc in the garbage. The game the games are available. Usually Yeah.
1: Usually. I mean this this one people will have no trouble finding.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, will they want to find it? That's another question. I think there's uh, some space for debate here today about the, the quality of the, the game, maybe. Some parts, at least. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I go back and forth on it. I have things I like about it, and then, well, you know, I never did finish it because I just got tired of <laughs> it.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, I see. Uh, I can understand that. Uh, so, what are we talking about today, Robert?
1: Today, we are talking about Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi
0: Outcast. I think, first of all, I think it's from that time period where titles were getting a bit clumsy, especially in the Star Wars Wars universe.
1: I mean, especially this particular series, because the first one people may know was Star Wars Dark Forces, and then there was Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2, and now this is Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcasts, Um, which makes a certain amount of sense because the focus changed,
0: but, you know... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, today it would just be called. Jedi something, and it will be the same name as the game that, uh, as the game that was published 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about you, Doom 2016, <laughs> uh, and other titles with similar <laughs> naming problems. Uh, so yeah, Jedi Outcast, uh, a game from 2002, so a bit on the uh, late sp- part of our spectrum here at the podcast uh but yeah from a time where 3d games were well established uh we tried i want to say that we we've tried to we first wanted to review uh dark forces 2 so july night the first the first one and it just wouldn't play well on my pc it's, it's one of those games where it's from a, a time period where the engines were not quite stable the game mm-hmm. were really. Made for Windows ninety eight, for example, or Windows ninety five, and if you don't have the exact good libraries on uh, in the operating system, uh, it's not gonna work. Uh, yeah, I mean, funny. you you made it work. I think I
1: I was able to get it working. Um, the remaster um, done by sort of fans since is is pretty great, um, but because we weren't both able to get it working really well, uh, we decided to go to the sequel because. It, uh, it's pretty stable. It's powered by Quake 3, the engine, which I think is kind of, when I look at sort of where games go from, you know, sort of prehistoric to modern or however you want to put it, like I, I think Quake 3 is kind of yeah. the dividing line for me. Yeah, I like think Quake so, 3, so. Half-Life, those two are really sort yeah. of where where it lives.
0: And speaking of Quake 3, of course that game, uh Gas is developed by Raven Software. Uh, who did Quake Three? Uh, did they? They were. Did, did they do Quake Four? I, I'm I'm lost already. It's it's fantastic. Uh, I, I I, but I, 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 the the funny thing about this is I've decided I I've told myself oh I'm gonna have the list of the games <laughs> developed by uh, Raven Software uh, in front of my eyes when I talk about the game today. And now yeah, they did Quake Four. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. But It's it's kind of a weird period because um, Raven did a bunch of games for its software. For example, they did XN and Heretic. Mm. uh, And then they've worked, they've been bought by uh, Activision. And then since I think their last real original game was from 2010 with uh, Singularity. Uh, and then they've just been doing Call of Duty stuff, and they're disappeared. They've, they've disappeared in their content mines, right? Never to be seen again. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Chillercast 2002, um, we follow the steps of the, I think, the most badass guy in the Star Wars universe. Yes.
1: Well, and interestingly, for people who have seen Andor, you will recognize the pistol that he uses. It's uh, modeled after, I believe, Kyle Katarn's um, pistol, which uh, first debuted in Dark Forces, which was, that must have been, God, 95? 97,
0: I think. 95? Yeah. The first one was 95,
1: and then Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2 was 97, and this was 2002, so five years later. Um, But Kyle Katarn, pretty pretty cool character hype i I think just doesn't exist in star wars anymore no he's been sort of written out since the whole disney thing but um yeah like former imperial officer turned mercenary turned jedi yeah turned maybe dark jedi depending on how you want to play um
0: (laughs) exactly uh, pretty fun I mean he has a beard so that's one positive point uh for well, some people
1: perhaps but anyway
0: <laughs> but yeah so in the uh, you did uh, when, at the time when we uh, we still did quick reviews on our uh, Twitter account you did I think a quick review of Dark Forces uh, yeah, back I did. in the and, day
1: and that, that's a fun one it's like Think of a more advanced Doom sort of thing set in Star Wars, straight-ahead shooter, um, you know, maze-like levels you get lost in and try and find secret areas and all that sort of stuff. And you can still find some of that sort of DNA in Jedi Outcast. Like, I find the levels were big um, on a couple points uh, if people come back and play it, um, which, uh, honestly, I think they should, but we can get to that the pros and cons of it later. Um, but you will uh, you will find those big levels. There are secret areas. There are also points where you get very frustrated because like, what am I supposed to do now? I've been yeah, wandering around to go? Yeah. 15 minutes. Um, so I don't know about you, but at a couple points, I did consult a walkthrough because I got tired of just like, okay, where do I go now? What have I yeah. missed?
0: Oh, I did that uh, I did at least three or four times during the gameplay. Uh, and there's one specific point which we'll talk about later, uh, later stages of the game, where it's like, oh, you have to across these uh, these plants. There's a small opening in the mountain. You have to go through there. And I, and I was thinking, I would have never have found it, mm-hmm. uh, even if I took an hours. Running around because everything looks the same. Everything is some sort of blotchy 3D texture that is stretched around a bunch of what is supposed to be rocks under yeah. the rain and the mud. And it's like I just want to be—I just want to be done, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, but yeah. So I'll try to. Uh, I mean, I haven't played Jedi Knight, but I, I think I can still. Uh, try to uh, summarize the plot. So in Dark Forces, like you said, you have this mercenary that transforms into rebel agent who, uh, first of all, steals the Death Star plans. That's the first mission of the game. Yeah. So you're you're really, badass. Yeah, you're
1: pretty badass. And it's like a really simple, okay, I'm just going to kill a bunch of stormtroopers, got the little Death Star plans, like, okay, I have saved the, the galaxy, off I go for the rest of this game.
0: Yeah. And so eventually you get into some longer story around Dog Troopers, which are robots. They uh, brought them back into Mandalorian, I think, season yes. one and two. They did. Uh, and so, and then correct me if I'm wrong, Jedi Knight, you eventually. Develop Jedi abilities, or yeah. So you
1: is- you find out that uh, your father has been killed, and so the game starts off that you know you're trying to find his killer, and that leads you back to his home on a planet I can't remember the name of, but a Star Wars planet, um, jungle planet, you know, one of those. Yeah. Uh, and then you uh, find out that uh, he was a Jedi, and that you in fact are a Jedi too, and you start with a lightsaber, some basic force powers. And then as these things go, you build it up until, um, you're trying, you're fighting, um, this guy, Jarek, I believe, uh, who is a dark Sith Lord who is trying to get to this thing called the Valley of the Jedi, which has this Jedi power stuff. And by the time the second game starts, that's been several years in the past. Kyle has decided to give up the force um, because he almost fell to the dark side. And uh, that's kind of where we start. You're just, you're just a regular old mercenary again, fighting for the new Republic now, because the Empire is dead.
0: Yeah, and eventually some stuff happens, and then you decide to... I mean, we can talk about it. It's been 21 years. Yeah. Your girlfriend is killed. Uh, the Jan the, the horse who you, you're working with since Dark Forces, uh, she's also your co-pilot. And then so uh, she dies, and then you are about to get really, really angry, and you want to kill the guy that killed your girlfriend, okay. and so you go back to the Valley of the of the Jedi. But surprise, surprise, it was all a, a plot to yes. take uh, take these remnant Imperial forces back to the Valley of the Jedi to create a bunch of proto sit warriors some, it's like you're forcing, well, forcing the force basically, (laughs) uh, into people. Uh, And so they they, did want instead of just uh, training people, which can take a a lifetime, you they want to mass produce sit warriors to establish a new empire. And it's something we've we've seen before ish, it's almost always the same plot. The Bad, bad guys want to reestablish the empire and there's a sit somewhere in this and he wants or she wants to have the power and then stuff happens.
1: Yeah, pretty classic Star Wars story. Um, and thank, helpfully for sort of gameplay development because you've cut off your connection to the force, you've got to relearn things. So you start off with very basic powers and that slowly builds Um, One thing I thought this game kind of lacked was sort of the ability to choose which direction you go with your force powers, like what you want to upgrade. Whereas in this, it just, okay, for this level, you need to jump a bit higher to do some of these platforming puzzles. So you can jump a bit higher now. And, you know, uh, your lightning is a little better. Oh, now you have a new lightsaber technique.
0: Yada, yada. Uh was it in the sequel, Jedi can you where can, you can decide where you put... Or was it in Jedi Knight that you could decide where you put your points?
1: I think it was in Jedi Knight you could actually decide where you put your points and kind of okay. pick sort of dark light powers and yeah. that sort of thing. Uh,
0: but I, I think it's... I mean, once again, having never played Jedi Knight, but um, I think it's interesting to give us access to basically everything because... I don't think that. Well, I, I, not sure if it's really ever explained in the law in the official law. Uh, right. If I can put this in quotation mark here, here. Um, but I think that when you are first sensitive, when you ma- can master the force, you can do pretty much whatever you want with it. But maybe it's a moral choice instead of a physical limitation. Right.
1: Yeah, and and I think I think that's true um i i think the issue with this one is it's just sort of you know my play style doesn't necessarily like i'm not really going to use the lightning that much for yeah. example and i'd rather put it somewhere else but you know like a, a better healing power would have been more useful for me oh yeah that, that, i mean <laughs> that i think for everyone um so it's it, it i think that's one of the parts where it's kind of like okay this could be better um yeah but I, I mean,
0: maybe we can talk a bit about the missions. Um, so yeah, you try to find this guy. This is called the Psalm. Uh I've called him. Describe him to you uh, in a in message about uh, two hours ago. As a, uh, let me bring back the, the chat <laughs> screen here. It's the sit space dinosaur dude. Yes, uh, so he's a bad guy, and he's a dinosaur in space, or the space dinosaur dude. Uh, it's which is pretty much his home personality, uh, I think.
1: Yeah, he, he's not exactly a very well developed character. You sort of see him occasionally. Um, he's you know he wants to make you angry. He wants to trick you into doing the Valley of the Jedi stuff, and then he's like, "Well, I'm just going to redo the Empire thing with a with a big ship, but now I'm going to make Dark Jedi out of nothing, sort of thing."
0: And so, yeah, you try to find this guy to basically kill him, uh, which is not very Jedi-like, but...
1: Eh. No, it, it definitely starts out as a revenge mission, not as a stable yeah. the galaxy sort of thing. But, you know, as it sort of goes along, it twists from one to the other. And there's a there are a few sort of plot twists. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which we don't have to reveal, but like Luke Skywalker shows up very early because you go and you do some Jedi training at the Jedi Academy, um, which is actually the sequel to this, is Jedi Academy, where you're just random Jedi. Uh, which I didn't play before doing this, and um, there was one it's, thing I did want is whether yeah, it's the, fun. It's
0: a fun game, but it's not as fun as you're not playing Cal Kestaran, so it's not. Yeah, eh, it's a, a bit a bit less badass. Um. But yeah, I, I want to hear you about the the way the levels are constructed. You've talked about, you said that, first of all, like you said, they're quite big. Usually a mission can take you, even before you get your Jedi powers back, a mission can take you an hour, maybe, even if you're not reloading and dying under a fire of a turret or whatever, or just falling down a pit. Uh, so yeah, usually an hour per mission, I think there's like, Eight or nine of them?
1: Yeah, there's there's not a ton of levels. They are quite big. Um, you get to visit some, you know, cool places like, you know, Yavin 4 is the site of the Jedi Academy where you meet Luke and you train yourself in one of those sort of Aztec-looking pyramids. Um, and then you go back to Cloud City with yeah. uh, Lando, who shows up at some point. And, you know, you start at the very bottom where you basically climb up where luke lost his hand and the empire strikes back and that's kind of cool yeah that's pretty cool yeah and then you go to you know some other places and fight
0: well it's mostly space hangers it's, it's a lot of space hang- you do and
1: at a certain space at a certain point you're you're just in a lot of imperial space hangers and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know i think that's I think after Cloud City, I find the game started to really drag for me. Where yeah, it went from like, oh okay, this is kind of cool to like, okay, I gotta kill some more stormtroopers with the, and I think this is where we should talk about it, is the the lightsaber mechanics are not great. Like as no. a as a, y- you do have the ability to like sort of change how you swing your lightsaber. Like if you hit just forward, he does kind of a forward slash and if you do sideways, but if you do, and if you and you're using keyboard and mouse, which is not the perfect way to do this. And it turns very clumsy. Yeah. Sometimes it's not like you'll miss all the time in ways you don't think you can miss. Um my, the best way I found to just kill guys was to push them, knock them over and then just go around and hack them all on the ground, which, <laughs> yeah, exactly. which didn't feel very sporting.
0: Um, yeah, but I, I, what I will do is um, I will bring them forward to me. Oh, so yeah. They're closer and they lose the weapon if you do that. And it's part of these little things that we can talk about a bit later. Well, it's quality of life stuff. Yeah. And so, for example, if you, if you are able to get their weapons away from their hands, sometimes they'll just start running around, try to find a weapon to fight. If there is nothing in a small radius, they'll just surrender, and so they'll they'll put their arms in the air and they'll just stop moving. And you can, of course, kill them then, but it's like you said, it's not really sporting. No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so you can drag them. To, to you just push them around and you try to do this slashing motion towards the ground because the enemy is down there and you'll just make a, a horizontal swing and so like you said the the the, the saber mechanics yeah, this is something it, it could have been better but I, I think that the the appeal of the game. Uh, because yes, there is one.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we were kind of talking down about it here, but it is actually a, it, it. It's pretty fun for a while.
0: And I think that at the time, it was the best Star Wars power fantasy experience available on the market because there was a, already a bunch of flight simulators, uh, X-wing, Tie Fighter, Rebel Assault, which is not so much a flight simulator as a. Uh, on a rail shooter, but still. And you had a few shooters, Dark Forces. Uh, of course, maybe Jedi Knight was kind of a hybrid, a big clunky hybrid, maybe. Uh, and then comes around Jedi cast with better technology, better uh, graphics. Uh, everything is not a bunch of blocks mm-hmm. trying to look like a human. Uh, and you have this kind of stuff that, you can like i said take the weapons away from the stormtroopers you can chop their arms sometime when you slash them with a lightsaber and just being able to run around for some time in some parts of some levels but you can run around and if you have your lightsaber out you're untouchable you're going to block every shot you're going to kill everyone uh if you're hit you can just heal quickly and and so it's a power fantasy but after that, or before that, there is a bunch of snipers everywhere. You cannot block their shots. You have to. You have a stupid escort mission on Cloud City. Is a, oh, a bunch yeah. of stuff that makes you go, makes you feel like it's okay. It's realistic, but do you want some realism in a game where you end up having such large force powers that even Luke in the original trilogy did not have them?
1: Yeah, and and I think. It's I think we talk a bit on this podcast, or at least I, I I think I do about how sort of limitations can sometimes be very positive for a game where like yeah. it It makes it so you have to get creative for how situations work and how mechanics work. And I think here the limitations of building it in a first person shooter, basically mode. So there you, you do have a bunch of guns, which for the most part you don't use except when you're being sniped at. But yeah. anyways, it. As a platform, it didn't make, it doesn't make for a great sort of fighting experience where, you know, you compare it to, and this is a little unfair because, you know, it's, these are games that came out in the last couple of years, but like uh, Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor, the newer ones. Yeah. Which I quite like, um, which I think is just a function of me having controller and liking to play controller games like that, which I know we kind of differ there, which is fine. But there the lightsaber combat is like you you do have a gun at one point but it's not like it's not a first person shooter it's made mm-hmm. as a fighting game it's designed to fully around that and the technology is like based on that so it's it's a lot more satisfying after a while because you you do things intentionally and then they work yeah um rather than this where it's like with the lightsaber, it's a lot of just sort of really clicking a lot and hoping to make contact rather than trying to, you know, make a specific kind of lightsaber swipe or whatever. You're just kind of hoping you're going to hit when you're near a guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's also very touch and go. Um, because for the first two levels, you don't have your force powers back. And then even then it's, okay, You have everybody has have guns, so it should be a fair fight, but... The way that the AI is programmed to move around, I don't know if you've not, noticed this, but it's not, it's not the same way that Call of Duty shooters uh, have been working, for example, for the past 20 years. There's no one taking cover behind crates. Everybody's, everybody's sort of running around like a headless chicken, and, uh, and it, it doesn't make any sense, and it's really hard to hit those, those enemies, because if you want if you, if you try the same thing, you're just going to be less, pre, even less precise. It says the guns are already not really precise in, in the game. And so for the first two levels, you're trying to, okay, I'm going to try to find my way. Uh, sometimes I get the jump on enemies. So I'll just mow them down. But eventually when you get a lightsaber and you can stop blocking shots, that's when the uh, to quote a certain someone from the certain uh, science fiction saga. This is where the fun begins. Yeah, uh, <laughs> 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 but um, but yeah. Even then, I think it's uh, the f- really the first mission where you can use Nar yeah. the laser is on Narshada.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the third or fourth level.
0: Yeah, I think it's the third one, and it's. Uh, at the beginning, okay, that's fine. I'm having fun and can block sh- uh, can block uh, laser shots. But then I just go out the first building where I came in, and there's snipers everywhere, and you cannot block these shots. You have to uh, you have to know where the snipers are. Sometimes they're hidden, and it's the kind of weapon where I think three or four shots would kill you. Yeah, sometimes even less. So it's you've been given it a, a really fun toy and then they're just snatching out of your hands
1: yeah and, and uh, yeah and like you were saying that the gun play is kind of eh. like yeah. the, the guns are inaccurate so a lot of it is just hoping your shots hit or like I would use a lot of the time the blaster pistol you charge it up and like you just sort of pixel by pixel try and get like a long distance headshot and it's it's kind of goofy and so the gun stuff was. Sort of annoying in a sense because you just really want to use the lightsaber, yeah. And instead, you're fiddling around with guns sometimes, and and then there's all the platforming.
0: Oh god, the platforming! It's uh, do you want to do? You want to <laughs> talk about the platforming, Robert? Yeah, I mean, so
1: the game has a lot of like jumping puzzles where yep. you have to, you know, make your way through a place and the levels especially the non-ship levels you really sort of feel how dated things are where it's clearly like you're jumping from a series of things on like you're not on a rail but you are that like the whole yeah. level is just designed as a series of platforms to get somewhere else and because it's you know a keyboard shooter in and when you're in the third person it's it really doesn't I don't know. I did a lot of save spamming and like, Oh yeah. Oops, I mean, slipped. Yeah. Got to do uh, reload. Yeah. <laughs> oops. I slipped. Oh no, I missed it. And I also found a lot of, to make a lot of the jumps, you had to get it like pixel perfect. Yeah. For the edge of the edge of the one platform to get to the next. So there was very little margin for error, but it also the jump timing wasn't great so that i never I never fully got the like, okay, I'm right at the edge, I'm gonna jump and I'll make it. Like it, it never comes fully naturally a lot of the yeah. times, like on Nor- Narshada, for example, where you have to jump into that garbage thing to take you to the other part of the level, there's a jump that you it you're from a little platform to a little platform, and if you don't get it pixel perfect, you're just like you're falling off without jumping a lot of the time. Yeah. Or you've you've jumped a little too soon and so you're not gonna make it and and you know, playing that sort of thing now is not as fun as it used to be. Like it, at a certain point, it's just like, oh god, okay, yeah, another it's, jump. It,
0: yeah, it's, it's tiresome. Do you want to hear something funny about the uh, the save coming? Yes, <laughs> uh, I think on uh, well on PC the shortcut for uh, the uh, oh, the quick uh, save is F twelve, I think. Yeah, it's it F12, is. and on Steam, the shortcut for taking a screenshot is F12. Oh. So I have about three hundred. I didn't haven't checked, probably three hundred screenshots of me lo- on bo- uh, close to a to a cliff, or an, on a platform, or just somewhere in the corridor in the Imperial Space Hangar or whatever. Yeah, looking like a dork, the
1: and i just all <laughs> screenshots that you can imagine, yeah. and it's. Yeah, I have the exact same thing. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned <laughs> this because it's it's hundreds of just like, why do I have this screenshot? Oh yeah, say Yeah,
0: Just and there's a small sound too. There's the click, the, yeah. the camera click sound. So it's like taking a picture of you failing <laughs> or preparing to fail, and then <laughs> you have to try again and again and again. Oh God! Uh, let's let's twist this around a bit because there's a bunch of stuff that, like you said, is dated, uh, is not really working well. What was the f- funniest, more, more uh, satisfying parts of the game? Uh, so, in your view.
1: I mean, I, I think the story is actually pretty decent, like as far as you know, early two thousands first person shooters, like um, Lando actually shows up and you get his actual voice, um, yeah. and the actor's name escapes me, uh Billy D. Williams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um and, like it's actually him and like that's cool. Like you know, there's there's some good back and forth. They give him lots of lines and like it's it's fun. Um but yeah, and like some of the combat is kind of fun. Like at a certain yeah. point your force powers get really powerful, and one thing I like doing in big open spaces is jumping high, <laughs> pulling stormtroopers up into the air so high that they just fall to their deaths, which is just like <laughs> a
0: Yeah. A really see, see amusing
1: it. way to, to 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 do things and like pushing guys off cliffs was yeah, in some ways, the easiest way to to, to clear out a a space was because there's also like because of all the platform and so on. There's lots of places where they can fall.
0: And I mean, in Star Wars, there's no gold rails anywhere. It's always right, yeah, exactly on the edge, and then you fall off to your death. And uh, when I was uh, busy, uh, probably like you pushing people off off edges, I was thinking the force power to push. Is almost like the the first uh, the f- first roda in Skyrim, <laughs> when the first part that you get just the the, the first third of the uh, of the c- cry or whatever it is the the shout, and then just pushing people around and you try to and so I was thinking oh it's a proto Skyrim something <laughs> just pushing people around uh, but yeah you've talked about. Being really powerful. I think, uh, I've said it earlier in the episode. It's this. It's this power fantasy. You're a kid. You like Star Wars. You're you're seeing this guy wielding a lightsaber, killing dozens of stormtroopers in a, in a row. There's there's nothing like that in the movies at that time. No. And so it's it's awesome. But yeah, you have all the the stuff around this. Uh, but there was a part uh, near the end of the game you're on this huge Imperial Remnant ship and uh, just before the bus battle. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of robots walking around uh, looking a bit like ED-209, I think, from Robocop.
1: Yeah, that's exactly.
0: Yeah. And yes. they suppo- I'm guessing they're supposed to be dangerous and tough. And I was so powerful and so just able to block their shots that I was just having my lightsaber out. And walking into them, and since the blade is what's doing the damage, it's not swinging the blade. It's just, yes, it is that too. But it's the blade itself as a weapon, if you know what it yeah,
1: is. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're. It's, it's almost like a shield with spikes or something. You're just yeah. running into them,
0: and so we're just walking into the robots, and it was too close for them, I think, to shoot. <laughs> and so we're just walking into them, and they were just taking damage, and eventually they'll explode. And it was like, who's the bus now? <laughs> uh, but yeah, these moments unfortunately are few and far between. Uh, do you want to talk about the stealth mechanics?
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I think is around. Them, a, yeah, I the, think the, calling <laughs> them stealth mechanics is very generous. Um, there is one mission <laughs> where you're not supposed to be detected, and
0: yeah, oh god, this mission—it's
1: not a game built for stealth. It's just—it isn't. It's not what it does well so what i found um in all the areas where i did actually have to fight people or you know sneak around there was one area where there was the guy there's an alarm in each spot and one of them the guy on the alarm is behind glass that you can't get through and the second you walk through a door you're toast i had to use the walkthrough for that part i was like what do i do here like oh i just i missed a vent that you can't really see
0: yeah you have to shut down the lights. And Which, fair enough. but Because the obviously, of the when the, the light goes down, it's not an alarming situation, it's just normal. You yeah, see, no, everything's you, fine. Nothing's fine. Worry about. It's a power outage, everything's fine.
1: <laughs> but for all the other ones, rather than doing stealth stuff, I just like, there's only one alarm button, so I found where it was, and then I just kept guys away from it, and that that's all I needed <laughs> to do.
0: Yeah, I, I know what you mean, but the, the big problem with that is You've been spent, you just spent about seven hours killing everyone, mm-hmm. about everyone that you come across. Everyone is trying to kill you. Uh, you have a bunch of guns, you have a lightsaber, so you, you just go ramp. You, you do some kind of rampage. You probably kill, and in a single playthrough, I've probably killed 200, 300, 400 people. Maybe uh, as close as 1,000. There's a lot. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of people. But, at least a few hundred people and, and then you have this specific part of one specific mission where they tell you no you cannot kill anyone you have to be discreet and i'm like i've, I've been on that ship for 30 minutes now everybody's dead
1: yeah
0: <laughs> and yeah, there's that's, no alarm. yeah
1: that's the thing is it doesn't make any sense in like yeah. what's happened they just it's at that point where like, okay, every every game needs a stealth section. Like, um, yeah. the one thing you don't have is the like, oh you've been captured and all your weapons are gone and you have to escape and get them up. Like that's that that's the one mechanic that it didn't use, but everything else.
0: I was about to say there's no driving section, but that's not true. Uh, there's a part where you drive in ATST. Oh, that's right. You there do war, the small walker from uh, well, mostly Return of the Jedi, but also, Empire Strikes Back, uh, but and there's a turret, a few turret sections. So yeah, everything that was par for the uh, part for the course at that time, you have to put it put it in. Uh, but the f- funny thing is that there's a also a mechanic where you can uh, distract people. You yeah. Use the force to convince people to do stuff or distract them, and I think I've used it two times
1: yeah i used it a couple times i was like oh well it like it kind of works and at some point you can make them fight their friends or whatever and even yeah. then it's just it wasn't but it also is a necessary mechanic in a few parts and yeah. you're like what am i supposed to do here and then your little cursor lights up and like a forced little thing you're like oh okay i got to trick him and he opens yeah. the door for you or whatever where's
0: that button again on the keyboard yeah and that's also something uh, well what I would say interesting but a bit a bit clunky um, I, I haven't really played Jedi uh, survivor or uh, the, the, the one that was preceding it but in Jedi outcast you have uh, about what eight force powers something, something like, like that. that and it's all mapped to the F keys yeah which is probably the worst place to map them.
1: Yeah, what uh, uh, I what I did was I mapped like next or whatever and to my mouse wheel and and basically oh. treated them like weapons. But that also wasn't great cuz sometimes you're like, "Oh, where am I in the wheel? Like which which one do I need?"
0: Yeah. I so, think I've mapped them. I'm looking at my keyboard right now. I think force push was F and force pull was V because it was the most the two most used force powers and then uh distract or mind trick was b something like that so basically it was using three force powers at, at best in this in, in, in this same part of the of a mission and for the other one i think r was the healing button okay yeah and because you have to you have to use it there's a point in the game where there's no elf packs around there's no shields around you just have to heal and uh, it's usually when it's a bus, you usually have to run in circles and wait for the force to re- to uh, feel back in the meter and then heal again.
1: Yeah, which again, is a funny thing about that, you know when you kill the 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 not the dark troopers, which he actually makes a funny joke. He's like, "Oh, not blue or not black armor again." Was, yeah, okay, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, but oh, that's 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 a joke. yeah. Oh, uh. Like, oh, repeating <laughs> the black armor thing again. Going oh, back to I the well. Yeah. But that armor is supposedly like lightsaber resistant. And anyways, yeah. when you kill those guys, sometimes you'll get like a force crystal. I'm like, what do these yeah. things do? Like, oh, it just I never understood. It refills I think your force, back
0: the force. Which is it like
1: okay, that's great, but it refills the force like in that second and most of the time you don't need it like right then because they're dead, yeah. And it would be would have been nice if you could like save those for a point you actually did need it. Because most of the time, when you do get one, you're okay. Well, I'm in an empty room now, and this would have taken me fifteen seconds or whatever it is for the meter to to, to refill. So yeah.
0: that weird. Mechanic. I never understood how that that worked. There's also a thing with uh, small Bacta tanks. Yes, those were useful. Uh, like yeah. But but still it's because um well for people who don't know Star Wars, uh, what are you what are you doing here right now? But uh <laughs> <Sure> <laughs> Bacta question. is a kind of miraculous liquid that can heal almost everything. And so there's a bunch of these small Bacta tanks around the levels and you can pick them up and it, instead of being instant use like the other mid packs that you find, it's you can use them whenever you want. You press I think my my button was N or whatever, and then it was just using the back to tanks. But I think you can hold four at maximum at a time. Four. And I think it's five of each item. Five. But I never saw anywhere in the, the in the UI where it was indicated how many I had. No, you had to
1: if you used your square brackets and I put this I put a key for just next one because you only get a certain number of items, but it, it would pop up like your weapons and it would tell you how many you
0: had. Oh. Oh wow, that's that's not convenient at all.
1: <laughs> no, it, it wasn't. Um and like you get a bunch of other items, like you can deploy turrets and you
0: get Oh, I never did that. Drones, secret drones or whatever.
1: I did the secret drone once, it wasn't very useful and it couldn't follow me to the point I was like this yeah. would have been useful. So I was just like, okay, well, I won't bother with this anymore.
0: And it's like the uh there's a choking force power. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not king shaming anyone, but I never used it in the game. It was never really useful for me.
1: Uh, occasionally useful if you pick up a guy, put him over the ledge, and just let him go. <laughs> um,
0: you can just push him around. It's it's all that's all right.
1: Yeah, and but yeah, um, yeah. Some it's just I I found, and it sounds like you did too, where you just sort of you get into like, okay, these are the three or four things I'm going to use, and yeah. like there were three lightsaber styles, and I think one time only once that I use the, the heavy like big swing lightsaber stuff. Cause it was just so slow. Yeah. And because you can't aim anything, it's not useful.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, have you played the, uh, I think you've never played that one before the, uh, what we did for the podcast. So uh, am I right? Or did, have you played Jedi Outcast podcast before? Back yeah, I had, I had played it back in the, and actually it's funny. I thought, I had
1: played through that whole game when I originally played through it. And I only played till Cloud City because I thought the end of the game, like I couldn't remember the exact end, but I was like, oh yeah, you go running through the city and free everybody from the Imperials. And I thought that was the end. And that that is like halfway. (laughs) So half of this game was entirely new to me. Um, Oh, I see. But at that point, I think as about when I got sort of like it went from fun to like oh i got this chore to like i gotta put in a couple hours and see if i can get yeah. further and further and
0: did you were you able or motivated enough to go until the the final boss? or
1: no i didn't make it all the way <laughs> uh so i was in the last level in the in the swamp and oh yeah i just kind of oh. ran out of time and i figured you know what i it's i, I don't want to stay up an extra two hours tonight to, to finish this like yeah i, I understand i got enough it, of the the game and the boss fights. Were just kind of luck, I found like even yeah. more than the regular combat. Um, that like lightsaber on lightsaber stuff was uh, again just clicking and hoping,
0: yeah. And there's a uh, one other bad guy whose name I can't even recall because he's not interesting, he's an admiral. Oh, uh, admiral Gareth yeah. yeah. Uh, it's always the, the, the dorky names, the Star Wars, the Star Wars, something like that. Uh, but yeah, so he appears in some kind of power armor with a shield around it. And I was trying to find a way to, to I mean, get the shield down and just swing around and try to, to cut his Yeah, head, I thought there was some kind
1: up. of like special trick to getting the shield down. And then yeah. I, I looked it up and like, oh, you just, you just hit him a bunch, turns off for a little while, and then it comes yeah. back on. Oh, okay.
0: But his speech I, is
1: very funny, though, like ridiculous yeah. villain stuff. Is <laughs> like, I'm gonna rule the galaxy because I invented this cortosis armor that's resistant to lightsabers. Like, I'm the true genius. it's like, oh man, no. Even if you're, even if you're getting out of this room, which he's not. Um, like that's not how it would go. Like, he inventing armor isn't going to, you know, give you control of the galaxy.
0: <laughs> no, but. Yeah, so uh, what I've discovered was you have to get just close enough to get a lightsaber swing into the shield, but not too close that he'll he'll zap you or something yeah. like that. And it was really, really hit and miss. Uh, the only time
1: I used the rocket launcher was that boss.
0: Yeah, me too. But th- there's a thing, interesting or not, it's depends on it's, it depends. It's it can I think this can summarize our view of the game. It's interesting or not. Uh, <laughs> because there's some parts where, for example, you can, fo- people shoot rockets at you, yeah, and then you can just push, force push them back on the, the the people that were shooting the rockets, and so uh, there's a um, there's a moment in the one of, of of the space bases where you have to take some some kind of horizontal elevator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, there's people shooting rockets at the, the platform, and then you have to jump out and then try to evade the rockets or just force push them back. And that part is fun. Force pushing back the rockets is cool because it's something, once again, that at that time, nobody ever did yeah. in the original movie. And
1: like it, it took a certain amount of timing and skill, but when you caught yeah. the skill, it actually worked basically every time. And yeah. I think that mechanic actually worked pretty well.
0: That was fun, but after that, you have you had to jump around small platforms for like ten minutes, yeah, until you go to the end of the sort of railway or, anyway, um, because uh, when I ask you about when I ask you if you have played the game before, is because I remember fondly a LAN party in about two thousand three or four, where we're playing this because there's a multiplayer mode. We didn't try it for the the episode. But anyway, I think all the servers are down (laughs) since that time. And maybe it could work with some kind of proxy connection or some stuff. But anyway, and so when everybody has lightsabers, everybody's jumping around and force pushing and using lightning, it's crazy good. Yeah because I, it's 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 pure chaos.
1: Yeah, and in really enjoyably. And actually um so the original like uh, the Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight, the one that came before this and that, yeah. that we weren't able to play for this, um there was a mod that came out, you know, in the late 90s early 2000s that added in um basically a bunch of levels from Episode 1 so you could oh, play wow, with okay. dual lightsabers and like all that sort of thing. So that was very cool as well. Um, I did find the multiplayer stuff back then at least to be to be quite fun.
0: But like I said, it's it's all gone now. It's all uh, and the the newest games Jedi. What's the the first one? Uh, Jedi, Fallen, Fallen Order. Order.
1: Fallen Order yeah. is the first one. Survivor is the new one. Um, and I don't
0: think there's multiplayer in that either. No.
1: Those ones I really like, great story, good, really good mechanics. The platforming stuff doesn't, isn't as forced and actually like, it's, it it works in a way that's doable and interesting that where it still challenges you at points, but it's not like challenges you over, like, can you get your timing pixel perfect to the edge of a thing? Like there's, there's a bit of forgiveness there in a way, but you know, things have moved on.
0: Would you recommend Jedi Outcast?
1: Yes, I I think it's it is a lot of fun up until the point that you'll be like, oh, okay, I'm not really having fun anymore. But <laughs> up until that point, it is actually pretty good. Like I I found at first I was a lot more forgiving of the the way the lightsaber didn't work great and all that sort of stuff. And then yeah. eventually it just eventually you do get tired of you know missing and and just having to push guys over or pull them and and just smoke them yeah. on the ground it's at a certain point you're like okay that's not as fun as it used to be but i think it's like a concept of like oh you get to play as a jedi and like do all this stuff and it does actually you know you, you do actually feel like you are doing jedi stuff is you know it's worth it
0: i think i would recommend it too i mean well i think that the uh, steam reviews which has nine stars out of 10 is mostly based on nostalgia. Yeah. I uh,
1: mean, this whole but, podcast is kind of that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 exactly. But I, uh, like you said, I think it's there's some really good stuff in there. Uh, like I said, it's a power fantasy, and it's uh, s- you reconnect with old stories, uh, because now they have to tiptoe around everything that's been made. Uh, the extended universe is huge. And at that time, you could just invent sith space dinosaur dude and be like, okay, that's our bad guy for today. And he has this massive ship and he's going to invade Yavin 4 and so on and so on. And so at the time, we, we were thinking, oh, that's cool. That's all right. I can, I can go with this. Um, and so... Being able to, to to be this kind of interplanetary badass with a beard uh, is really one one way to fulfill this this desire to be a part of Star Wars, basically. Yeah, and since they let you play with both light side and dark side powers. It's like, and there's no consequence. No one's going to tell you, oh, you should be shooting lightning at civilians or whatever, or just, uh, so you can do pretty much whatever you want. Of course, if you do absolutely crazy stuff, you're going to die. But like you said, you can jump really, really high, take people with you with force pool and just let them fall to their death and they're going to scream and it's going to be funny. And then this may may be able to explain some current day trauma, but that's something else. Yeah. Uh, another yeah, topic the, We've uh, maybe
1: <laughs> said some things on here that are going to come across real weird, but I guess it's too late now.
0: Yeah, but in a sense, that's, that's the era of gaming. I think it's yeah. b- before... I mean, of course, it was developed by Raven Software. It was published by LucasArts before the Disney buyout. But... Still, it was, it felt like a game made by someone who had an idea one day. Oh, let's do this. It's going to be fun. It's crazy. I've just finished reading the um, John Romero autobiography. Mm, right. And he talks about this period of time, which is before Jedi Outcast came out, but where they were. Five or six guys, I did software and they did Wolfenstein 3D. They did Doom and then they said, oh, let's do something. Even creature, let's do Quake. And well, they burned those, themselves out, but uh, doing Quake because it was so complicated. But still, there was one, maybe one or two guys doing the engine. And yeah. today you have teams of hundreds or thousands of people doing games like Cyberpunk and putting them out and it's full of bugs. And it's underwhelming because it did promise so much. Yeah. So I have no idea how uh, what the marketing campaign was at the time for the Jedi Outcast, but I remember it very fondly. And I think if you are into Star Wars, if you want to try something older instead of the, the latest games, mm-hmm. uh, something, of course, a little bit less polished, yeah. uh, it's still a good choice. And I think it's about... Usually, there's a big sale every. Oops, sorry. There's uh, of course music playing out because I've opened the Steam page. I'm really sorry about that. Um, currently, it's uh, thirteen dollars on Steam. But you, if you wait for a sale, usually on the uh, May the Fourth, uh, it's about twenty five bucks for every Star Wars game pre Disney. So it's a it's a good deal.
1: Yeah, Thir- thirteen bucks is probably. I- I could play it. Like I wouldn't mind paying it. Like you, you will play enough to feel like, okay, I did 13 bucks worth of work. Um, but yeah, it comes on sale so often that you, you won't have to pay much. Um, another I'd actually recommend from about the same era, I think it's 2003 is Knights of the Old Republic, which is a sort of the combat is very turn-based, which in some ways is kind of boring, but in some ways works very well because the, the thing just happens. Um, and you get a cool story, like a thousand years before all the Star Wars stuff, you know. And uh, yeah, it just it just yeah. works.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a really different experience too. So there's no platforming. There's no platforming.
1: <laughs> um, I don't think in the first one you can even look up or down. Um, I I played it on Switch, so like you can play oh. it on anything um, basically yeah. at this point. And it's again all these star older Star Wars ones
0: go on sale real cheap quite often. <laughs> Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, would you like to end up this episode on uh, two thousand? Well, to, some sort of two thousand two anecdote. oh uh, Geez. Well, oh, I, but I mean, I have some, I have some stuff oh. to tell if, if, Oh, if that's yeah, okay, yeah. If you Let's, don't have any yeah. stories,
1: to I mean, tell. I was in high school. I was you know playing a game like this. It was just a fucking weirdo. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I I remember lugging around the CRT monitor. Uh, to go to a land party. That was not really the, the best time, the, the best period for like video games, but still they just do those huge yeah. screens. Uh, no, it, the, the thing I wanted to talk about is I recently bought, uh, well, recently I bought a new computer last year around November, I think. And I had some problems. I bought some really, uh, newer parts. So a, a really, really new motherboard. And I've discovered that the processor that I, I bought to go with the motherboard wasn't new enough. It yeah. was a generation behind. So I had to buy a new processor. I had to buy a new RAM. And then uh, I just, it was too much for me. I just let it stay in the corner of the room, uh, unfinished. And I was telling myself, I cannot, I, I'm too stressed right now. It's too taxing. <laughs> I cannot go forward with trying to build this up and and so recently, I was able to finish the build. Everything is working fine. Uh, the processor is fine too. And but when it came, when came the time to install Windows, the motherboard is so new that I think the um, well the inst- the installation files of Windows that you can download from uh, the Microsoft website for Windows 10, for example, are not recent enough to have the um, the network driver on. So it was like being back in 2002 when you had your CD ROM with your drivers for your motherboard. <laughs> when you install a computer, you built a new computer because there were no drivers inside that. The, the, your copy of Windows wasn't strong, it wasn't developed enough to have yeah. all those specific drivers. And so I spent a few minutes trying to go, I went to the manufacturer's website on my current computer get the driver uh, on a USB key. And then I felt really like it was, like I said, 2002, 2003. Put the driver, install it. And then (laughs) uh, I had to reinstall Windows. For whatever reason, I chose Windows 11. And the problem is, once again, the driver is not there. But when you install Windows 11, you have no choice but to connect to the internet to finish the configuration when you are in the installation oh, no. process. And so I had to look around on YouTube for a workaround. There is one. Uh, but once again, the driver was not there. And even by taking the driver from the, web, the manufacturer's website, it wasn't working. And so the thing I had to do the the last step I had to I decided to to take before just taking my cell phone and using it as a, a mobile modem a modem was that I had this little Wi Fi dongle laying around for a few years <laughs> in my uh, in my drawer. Just put this in and then oh now it works. <laughs> But it took me about an hour to figure everything out, and it was like, uh, "What's going on here?" I mean, it's supposed to just be working. At least the network driver. I mean, it's it's a basic network card, and so the lesson here, folks, is don't buy stuff that is too new because you run into problems.
1: Stick with things made in the early two thousands. It'll probably work. Maybe not for computers. There's ups and downsides. Was, I think was that this time, the first game you played on your new computer?
0: I haven't played a game yet. Oh, I have okay. installed...
1: Uh, I just um, thought that would be very funny to have, like, a Windows 11, like,
0: Super Machine. Just Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's probably going to be... Well, I have some new games that I have to try for Kiev. For, uh, but uh, it could be something like Vampire Survivors, <laughs> which can run on... A, really almost any system yeah uh but yeah i was thinking maybe trying to to push the the system to its limits and try something with uh ray tracing and so on uh i have a bunch of stuff coming up i have to to review and my current computer is finally coming to its to its limits uh and so we'll see what what's going to happen but yeah it's it's a uh, it's a saga. It's not just a a day a day's work. It's uh, multiple months' uh, progress month.
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: Anyway, thank you for thank you for, for being around, uh, Robert, for this uh, new episode of uh, SVGA.
1: Always a pleasure to be here. Even uh, even once the game becomes a slog, it's uh, still fun to revisit these things.
0: And thank you for everyone listening right now. Of course, well, we're always happy to have you around for a new, uh, a new bunch of uh, commentary on nostalgia gaming, you know, ritual gaming. uh retro gaming. Well, I don't know when we'll talk again. Uh, I know you have some important stuff coming up, but uh, we'll see when we can meet again and find another interesting game for that. That weird time between 1990 and 2005, these this weird 20 years where everything changed a few times over.
1: Yeah, year to and, year, yeah. things were wildly different.
0: Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, we'll never have to go back to uh, a game that was running under Games for Windows Live because oh. that thing is. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, I've had trouble with a couple of those.
0: Yeah. So anyway, thank you once again, Robert. And if you want to listen to any of our old, well, oh, <laughs> it's all about old games, but older episodes, everything is on pf.ca. It's also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So uh, talk to you soon. Goodbye.